morning, Frank. Good morning, Lori. How is everything? Awesome. Okay. We, this is an exciting day again today because we've got Nick Lopez back. We have September numbers and we had some, some theories and insights from August. So let's see where we are in September. Welcome, Nick. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Okay. Morning, what are you Nick. bringing us today? All right. So like, you know, you had just mentioned some exciting stuff in terms of seeing what we had. So September's numbers are out. So like how we start each one of these, you know, always with the caveat that it's at least 30 days behind. So even though it's the second of November, the numbers just came out for September because of the deep dive. Um, now, as we had discussed back when we were looking last month at August numbers, it looked like lead indicator wise um, numbers for, for the nation and for the state and for our local county of Mercer um, were up in some areas year over year, mm -hmm. they were starting to indicate that they were lagging down even though they were still up. So, so sometimes that's where we gotta be careful when we look at it, it's great to see reds, it's great to see greens, but even though you may have a positive of 8% up, you know, year over year, if it was 12% up the month before, you're actually 4% down. So right. even though it's still up, the, the leading indicator is that it's still coming down. And it's still um, an increase uh, this year over last year. Is right. That In general, yes. we're, looking at, we're looking at some increases, you know, uh, this year over last year. Um, but again, the leading indicators that we had seen is starting to show what we had talked about before. You know, seasonality is coming back. Even though inventory is low, you know, interest rates for mortgages are starting to uptick a little bit. Not huge, but they are starting to uptick a yeah, little bit. Smidge. Uh, in, yep. Yeah, just a smidge. Inventory is still on the, the lower side. And in some areas, we're going to go over and we're going to see um, it's still going down because, again, based off of seasonality, which we have seen in the past, if you don't look at last year, but the year before, this is a slow time for people to put homes on the market in general because kids are already in school. Mm -hmm. You're getting into colder weather. People kind of hibernate like animals. They don't want to be out as much. They don't want to move during the holidays. Yeah. You know, we've all seen it personality wise. You really don't want people trekking through your house when it's raining out, bringing in leaves. You don't want them trekking through your house for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah. Um, so you'll find that some people will slow down in terms of putting on the market doesn't stop the business. I mean, I think we discussed it last month as well. This is kind of the time. And if you guys have been reading uh, industry um, articles, Inman has posted a bunch of articles about pocket listings being back and being strong. This is that time of year where, you know, air quotes, pocket listings, people want to sell. They're signing with realtors. But the caveat is we're not actually going to get it ready and put it on until the spring, which for us in this area is usually Super Bowl Sunday is when you see a lot of stuff start to come on the market. As soon as Super Bowl Sunday is over and that party is cleaned up, you see stuff start to pop up because people are now, holidays are over, parties are over. We want to get out before prices go up and we want to be ready to go or write a contract that if our kids are in school, we got something lined up by the time school is done in June, yeah. we know where we're moving to. Yeah. So, so these indicators we're going to talk about are showing that that is kind of the trend that we're getting back into. So um, 
nationally, month over month, last month in August, uh, we were down 2% in terms of sales. This month, this past month in September, it was actually up 7%. So you had a little nitro hit the tank where people were pulling the trigger. Again, always keep in mind that most contracts, unless it's a cash deal, you're looking at 30 to 45 days to close. So these contracts yeah. that closed in September were actually being written in like the end of the summer. So right. you had people last minute wanting to get their kids into a school district. I mean, depending on where you're listening to this podcast, um, if you're in the Mercer County area, if you're in the New Jersey area, most townships, if you have a contract, a fully executed contract, if you provide that to the school district, they will allow your kid to go into that new school district, even though you're not moved in yet. So you'll still have people living four counties over, get that contract, and they'll bus their kids to school until the house closes and they can move in. So you still kind of have that backlog you're seeing here with this 5% increase between the two months of that little bit of nitro that people said, you know, this house came up, we're going to move, we're going to bust the kid every day, pick them up, whatever we have to do. But we're writing a contract now, you know, July, August, and we're going to close September. So that was just month over month. Now, year over year, for the nation, August, it was down home sales 1.5%. September, we were down 2.3%. So we also, we actually saw a 0.8% increase in the number of homes being sold falling. Like it was, it was an increase, but we actually had a decrease. So again, mm -hmm. that leading indicator that we're starting to trend down nationally, as we've talked about, um, a lot of what happens on the macro ends up happening on the micro. Mm -hmm. So nationally, we were looking at a deep, like it increased, but we looked at a home decrease year over year for sales. So Nick, so I just want to pause you there a second, because I think this is where the rumors start and the misunderstandings start with it's decreasing. It, and, and what people need to understand is that real estate isn't decreasing. Prices aren't decreasing. What's happening is we're going back to the seasonality of the year where it is normal for the number of transactions to slow down, but this does not indicate a bust in the market. I think that's what we, we as realtors need to have that conversation. It, it, are you, you know what I mean? We're returning. We're, we're post COVID now. We are returning more to a normal life. And I think that needs to be a really strong message. Right. A hundred percent. And I think this is, if we jump back to, if you listen to a couple episodes ago yeah. where I use the analogy that this COVID pandemic, this worldwide pandemic was basically, you know, um, like a pressure cooker. We, we locked everybody down. We put a cap on it and we locked it down where it just, the steam increased to the point where like the pressure cooker was rocking and everybody had to get out. Mm -hmm. Now it's back to what it was. It's a regular pot of water. Water gets cold, water gets hot, you have a little steam, you don't. If this was going back to, if we, if you jump back like 10 years to when they talked about the bubble popping, like if we were looking at a huge adjustment, you wouldn't have a 0.8%, you would have like, you would have a 10%. Right. It would have been a 10% drop where stuff would have happened. Like when you're getting into whole numbers, like that's, that's where you start to have to worry. When you're looking at this small percent, that's a regular seasonality. That's a regular market adjustment. We always have to remember like real estate as a whole is feast or famine. 
you got your ups, you got your downs. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you've, if you've been in the business the last couple of years, right before the pandemic, this was the adjustment we were already starting to see. It was, it was starting to become a buyer's market. More inventory was starting right. to come out. Sellers mm-hmm. were losing the momentum they were having. And then outside variables like changed it where we artificially kept it into a market longer than it, than it really should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at all of the financiers out there, if you look at everything across the board from the Gary Kellers to the Inmans, you know, to the autos, you know, everybody is saying the same type of thing. Like this is a normal adjustment that we're seeing um, and it's going to keep adjusting and not to be overly concerned because again, this is real estate and this is the market. Um, so, so that being said, again, like we talked nationally, you're looking at huge numbers. So the percentages nationally are going to be smaller because of the number of properties that are in the mix. Mm -hmm. So then when you jump to the state of New Jersey, uh, we're looking at a one-year change in terms of closed transactions. So for August, the state of New Jersey was down 6% in the number of closed transactions year over year. For September, we were down a total of 15% for this same time last year. Mm -hmm. So again, that decrease coming down where the number of transactions are falling, that's seasonality as well. Now, is that a bigger tick, a 9% increase? Sure. But again, like we talked about earlier, schools have started, schools started end of August in New Jersey. People are getting back into trunk or treats. They're getting back into the holidays. This is normal if you live in this area mm-hmm. for this time of year mm-hmm. to have this type of stuff slow down. Okay. Um, yeah. At the same time, though, you know, keeping things in line, you know, the one year change of the number of homes for sale, you had a 25.3% decrease in August and a 26.7% decrease in September. So we actually saw, like, as we are again talking about seasonality, the number of homes coming on are still not equaling the demand for the homes that are coming off. Yeah. You know? That's why you're looking at, uh, you know, for the state of New Jersey, the median sales price for August was 12.9% higher year over year for August. For September, it was 8% higher. So we are seeing prices starting to come down again because of the adjustment that's occurring based off of what the pandemic created. But you're still, you were still 8% higher. The median sales price was still 8% higher mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. it was at the same time the year before. So, So, you know, so Nick, uh, you know, I think there's a bit of an emotional component to this where buyers are fatigued a little bit of buyers, you know, fatigue here in the sense that they're out shopping, they're showing, they're putting in offers, they're being out offered and it gets frustrating and it, it becomes exhausting. Do you think that might be a little bit of a contribution to uh, the small decrease in pricing at this point in time? A hundred percent. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, honestly, outside of, um, I think getting married and having children, buying a house is, is one of the most emotional decisions you can make. Agreed. You're, you're closing a chapter on one location. You're opening a new chapter somewhere else. So maybe you're getting married. Maybe you're having a child. I mean, it's very emotional to find a house. And especially when you walk in, and, and you're seeing a house once, 
you're, you're already moved in in your head. You're thinking you're giving the best offer you can and you're finding out there are eight other people competing yes. for the same thing and you lose, that hurts. It always sure. hurts to lose. Sure. But like you said, if you lose five or six houses in a row, like that, that emotional fatigue of saying, well, it's just not meant to be. I'll just make this work. You know, I think does play a factor. I think it also plays a factor that things are opening up. So that emotional fatigue, you know, may not seem as bad when you're not locked down. Right. When you were locked down and you couldn't leave your, you know, 1000 square foot home with your one child, your dog and your, your significant other, and you had to be locked down unless you were looking at a house, you may fight through those emotions to get a bigger place. Now that you're allowed to go to the movies, now that you can go out to restaurants, you can go to parks, you can go on vacations, like there, you know, you may have to wear a mask, you may have to get a test, but not having to be locked in your house 24 seven, you know, I think you're also finding where people are going, well, then fine, I'll wait, I'll deal with this because I don't have to be here every minute of the day. And I'll wait until something better comes up. Mm -hmm. Or again, like you said, you know, emotional fatigue. You have people go, well, I'll just wait till more stuff comes up. I've heard about foreclosures. I've had a lot of conversations with people who are asking me about bank-owned properties and foreclosures. And what does it mean when this stuff is lifted? You have people being misinformed and, and making assumptions and reading stuff out there that they are thinking come December, you're going to have a thousand homes pop mm -hmm. up on the market. and It's going to give them the ability. Now, are there going to be opportunities out there for certain people? 100%. There are going to be opportunities out there. Are those opportunities possibly, depending on the type of buyer, going to turn into opportunities for other groups of people, like first-time home buyers? Sure, they will. And that, those, that may keep the price increase for a little bit longer. But it's not going to be what they're thinking. They're going to be disappointed again, more than likely. And, and it's going to fall back into what we've dealt with for generations. You have buyers come and go, sellers come and go. And as long as as an agent, you're working your systems and you're working your models and you're, you're staying committed to your time blocks, you're going to find the clients, which again, like we talked about last time we got together, uh, Frank was great in bringing it up. Um, now's not the time to stop as an agent. Correct. Now's the time actually to be ramping it up and getting your name out there to say, listen, like maybe the house isn't there yet, but I'm ready to show it to you when it is. Let's talk. Let's line our ducks up. Let's have our business assessments. Let's have our buyer assessments. Let's have our seller assessments. Let's get these pocket listings. Let's get these buyers. Let's get this ready to go so that as soon as something pops up, I'm there with you and we're ready to hit the ground running. You've spoken to a, a, a mortgage broker. We've gone over what a home inspection is. You know what an appraisal contingency is. Like, you know what escrow is. Like, this is a time as agents that we should be out there working our fields and cultivating. We, you, we love farming analogies all the time. We love them. You know, so, so even if you don't like farming, think about like doing a lawn. I took my pool down a couple months ago. It's freezing out. The weather is out there. I still tilled that dead circle where the pool was and I seeded it with grass seed so that it's ready to go and ready to germinate. So as soon as the weather gets warmer, which in this circumstance, it was like 90 degrees. So I already have stuff growing. But that analogy aside, yeah. you want to be tilling your ground now and you want to be feeding your database and you want to be putting your seeds out now so it's ready to germinate come when the market is ready for it to. If you wait, you're going to be behind the eight ball. 
Correct. And you're going to lose market share. Like now's the time as agents to hit the ground running um, and making sure everything is there because buyers still want to buy and sellers still want to sell. It's the conversations that you have to have. And if they don't have them with you, they're going to have them with somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? It's funny. I was just, um, I was listening to another real estate coach and they're, t- don't use the word farming. We're gardening to, to yeah. your point. You're gardening. <laughs> yep. That's cute. Yep. And sometimes too, that analogy right there. I mean, gardening means pulling the weeds. Yep. So same thing when you're working your database now and you're getting everything set, if it's not a real prospect, lose them. It's true. Don't- don't keep anybody in there thinking that you're, you're growing a tulip and it turns out, you know, it's a weed. Yeah, that's true. You know, cause Good time point. is money and we've got to make sure that, you know, you're being as efficient and as effective as possible. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, state-wise, we see that going on. And then again, jumping back to the micro, if you look at Mercer County, where we're predominantly at our, you know, pretty big stomping ground. Mercer County is pretty big, but looking at that based off of where, you know, our office is out of, um, closed sales, you're looking at a 1.5% increase between the two months. So they were closed sales were down 2.8% in August. They were down 4.3% in September. So the number of sales, again, seasonality less for -hmm. September, uh, the number of new listings that came on the market, you were down 10.2% in August, down 12.1% in September. So again, seasonality, the number of homes coming on are less because people are waiting. Uh, again, that does not mean like we talked about, there aren't a hundred pocket listings out there ready to go. It just means right now, based off of looking at a comparative market analysis, it may not be the right time to try to sell for that property So agents are getting the listings, they're locking them down and they're either pocketing them and finding a buyer off market, which you're still seeing a lot of that in the local area, Mm -hmm. or they're waiting until it becomes the right time to put it on to get as much foot traffic as possible. So, you know, those numbers are going to fluctuate because of that, you know, but again, median sales price was up 18.1% in August. It was up 9.6% for September. So still- you know, it dropped by like almost 50%, but it's still almost 10% higher than it was last year. Right, so because right. of that, that market that was created, you're seeing still homes are selling for higher. So is it still a good time to sell hundred percent? You know, is this going to drop where we're going to say in October, now the median sales price is, you know, 10% less no. than what it was. No. no. Will it drop mm-hmm. some more? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's not going to drop where you we were talking about this misunderstanding you're not going to suddenly see come October's numbers that suddenly, you know, everything's dropped by 50% and, and, you know, we're back to everybody short selling. Like that's not going to happen. If it was, it would have happened by now. These mm-hmm. slow decreases are normal and we'll see increases come the spring and then it'll decrease again. Like that's the way the market works. Um, the big thing though is, is again, what we talked about. So for Mercer County, the month supply of inventory was down 8% for August. Mm. It was down 12.5% for September. Mm. So again, the seasonality, seasonality. of yeah. homes not coming on where we see their less listings coming up is what's helping to keep the median sales price up and is what's helping to keep that environment nurturable 
because you don't have as many homes competing. So really what's going to end up happening, we're going to see a big influx on these numbers, like anything, like agents. I mean, you know, leads are our bread and butter. The more leads you have, usually the more successful you will become at converting and the more successful you will be as an agent. So again, once more listings are out there, that's what's going to turn it into a buyer's market. So the real crux is going to be how many listings come up and when do they come up? Right. If they come up slowly, then we're going to keep this type of a market where sellers are going to have control over the, the sales price and we're going to have you know bidding wars and that kind of stuff. If a whole neighborhood decides we're out, like you know, this was a bad year for Halloween, nobody was giving out the big candy bars, we're moving somewhere else. That's where you see a huge issue because you know, the more people in one neighborhood that end up going on the market, then everybody's competing with each other. Yeah. So it's really going to be the inventory that's going to end up coming down, like anything, to dictating where where we're going to be. As right, much as people right. want to talk about mortgage rates and stuff like that, you know, it's really the homes and the competition. You know, if you got two neighbors competing, you're always going to have a different price than if just one's on the market. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that was uh, I I like these I like where this is going so far. We're still on top of our game here. We need to be. Yep. Real estate is um, alive and happening. There is no boom or bust coming. Um, so I, I, I'm glad to be delivering that message and, and uh, you know, sort of tempering those uh, misunderstandings. Love it. Frank, any, any final note? Yeah, I, I love everything that was shared, Nick. Thank you so much. Uh, really comprehensive uh, analysis and a report at the national, state, and local weather. You know, like they say, there's no... Uh, national weather forecast. So, you know, real estate's going to be different, you know, wherever you live. Um, you know, you already, we've already touched on things. I think it's about keeping perspective, um, knowing what's going on and um, educating ourselves, you know, being that real estate consultant of choice. Um, it is an infinite game. So we have to think long-term uh, regardless of what the market's doing. I think your points around lead gen, uh, we have to have consistent, reliable lead generation systems and, uh, whether gardening or farming, we got to be feeding that database. <laughs> you got um, that right. <laughs> you know, forbearance and short sales and all that, you know, we'll see what comes uh, in the year ahead. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that I don't see a let up in competition for listings. And uh, maybe, I don't know if there's been any difference in a multi-bid situation, um, if you see any changes in those. I um, have not. I don't know about you, Nick. I just yeah. wrote, I wrote offers this week and out offered. Yeah. I mean, really uh, the only thing I've noticed with some of the multi-bids I've been in is um, <clears throat> again, I think like we may have mentioned before, it's not always the price. Mm -hmm. So you still have people giving up appraisals. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of agents are writing in cushions now between appraisals to try to make things a little um, richer for a seller and you still have people giving up inspections or accepting stuff as is. So sometimes it's not always the price itself that will win the bid, I've noticed. Um, sometimes it's the additional caveats to make a seller feel more comfortable that you're not going to be able to take an exit ramp that might win it. Um, and you do have, my, the niche I mostly work with is, is investors um, and they're still out there. So they are. Know, there's always that caveat that depending on where it is, you have investors that come in. A uh, number of the investors I work with now are big on Airbnbs. So we're not even flipping them. 
they're looking for like a house in a good location. They'll throw down whatever they need to throw down to be able to get that location. They'll do a little bit of renovation and then they, they spruce it up and they put it out there to be making weekly money, which brings in the ROI that they want. So, you know, those outside groups now too, um, now that travels back open, you know, those are, you know, the entertainment market is a whole nother niche that is realtors you can get educated and get involved in. Um, commercial is low real estate right now, still too. Commercial real estate is still a little slow because of what's going on with retail. Um, but I've seen realtors that have worked deals recently with townships for retail space, strip malls that are almost extinct. I've, I've had some realtors recently go out and, and be able to work deals with townships to sell that land to the township and make it open space for another park because people are going out there. So there are opportunities for realtors if you're informed um, to work this market. But yes, back to your thing, the multi-bids, I haven't seen a ton. I mean, in terms of they've pretty much been what they were. Yeah. Very competitive. Um, mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. disheartening if you're the loser and there can really only be one winner. So um, other yeah. than that, and in terms of listings, uh, the only other thing I've noticed recently on our local market, um, even like we saw, even though the median sales price is still higher than it was a year ago, it is coming down. So you do have to be careful with your CMAs. You do have to be careful with what you're putting out there. It's not put it for whatever price you want and you're going to get someone. Um, we are starting to see the days on market uptick a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, as opposed to it coming off in seven days, it might be 15. So it's not like a 45 day difference, but you are still seeing, you know, a little bit of an uptick in that if you don't price it right. Um, Open houses are coming back because, you know, if the weather's nice, people are out there. Uh, So that's a way to garden as well. You know, pick up some honeybees from your open houses. I have found open houses to be absolutely essential in selling the home in in the past year and a half. Uh, It's been a great convenient way to get everybody in in and out, all your buyers in and out in a, if, especially if you did a two day open house, Saturday, Sunday, you had offers in on Monday. So it was really a relief to the seller instead of all those, you know, one-off appointments that, that carried on you know, to put hundred people through a house in a weekend versus hundred appointments, individual appointments, you know, that I, I found them to be absolutely essential. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Nick, or anyone, anybody else in the office, but. No, agreed. I've always liked open houses. I, me too. I, I, love think, them. I think, I think open houses across the board, not only does it show, does it, like you said, it's a little more convenient for your seller to get them through. Um, you can get all the buyers in at one time, but especially for newer agents, talk about, you know, scripts and role play. There's Mm -hmm. nothing better than working your script with a real life person. And what difference does it make if it's somebody you've never met before? Come in, open the door, work your scripts. If the script doesn't work with the first person in, you should have three or four after them that you can adjust it and, and change it. When I started as an agent, that's how I practiced all my scripts with open houses. And when I messed up, if they didn't talk to me again, that was fine because they weren't talking to me to begin with. So I might as well like I might as well try it. And I've always liked that too because when you script and role play with another realtor, a realtor knows the response you're looking for. So it's not as real as it can be when you're working with like a real life person that you can build a bridge with. 
Um, so I've always loved open houses myself. It's always been my, my one marketing go-to. I've always done two-day open houses on new listings. I did them for other people. You know, it gets you out there in a community. And, and I think it's a phenomenal way to, to grow your database. Agreed. Oh, well, we've got some uh, things to look forward to in uh, when we get our October numbers. This will be interesting. Yeah, this will be good. This will start the year end wrap up and uh, see where we go. Uh, Well, Frank, Nick, thank you. It's been a great, it's been a great program yet again. Yep. Just want to remind everybody, you know, uh, we're talking about the fourth quarter a lot here, but um, if it's really a 90 day business, it's already February 2nd. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So I don't know what you intended for your income on in February, but uh, now's the time to uh, start working on it. So good point. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks for having me as always, guys. Yeah, we'll see you next month. And uh, everyone uh, keep listening and have a great day. 